Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, it's going to be a pretty simple one. There's not a ton of news to discuss in terms of the CDL. There's a lot of challenger stuff and, you know, rosters. It's the beginning of the year. Rosters are shifting all over the place. Uh, we're just going to talk about the map pool and then the version one rule set, which was announced today. Obviously, probably going to change a lot, but we'll just touch on that. Uh, and then we're just going to jump right into it. And we're going to do our regular season predictions for the CDL standings. and. I'm not sure how Brock's feeling. We'll ask his thoughts in a little bit, but this is the least confident I have felt when making a, a standings before the season, probably ever. I kind of feel a little bit confident towards the top, but the rest of the teams, I mean, I have no idea. So I'm excited to get into that. If you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Drop a follow, drop a five-star review on the audio platforms. You guys have been crushing it with the support. We can tell we're about to get into the swing of things. And if this is the support you guys are showing when we're pre-CDL season. I'm excited to see uh, how you guys are showing that support as the season kicks off here in just a couple weeks. So without further ado, let's jump into this one. Brock, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, Monday, you know, almost Thanksgiving year. You know, excited for that. Uh, yeah. Other than that, you know, just, you know, work, you know, boring as usual. You know, excited to do this podcast, though. Yeah, Um, I cannot wait for the season to start because it's been... Not only do I just enjoy whenever the CDL season rolls around, it's been like extra dry because it's been without it for so long. Like we have, we're going to basically be approaching six months since our last CDL action when this new season kicks off. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just something like gives you a little something extra to watch. It's entertaining. The storylines throughout the season. It's just, it's a, it's a good time of year, um, especially the early part of the season because obviously both you and i are big sports fans so you've got nba kicking off you've got the nfl getting towards the playoffs um you've got college football playoffs college basketball is kicking off and then you've got the cdl kicking off like there's just so much content to consume mm-hmm. we've been missing the cdl in that equation oh 100 missing the cdl <laughs> so i'm excited to get into that but the only thing we have to talk about besides doing our standings really is the map pool so that was announced i mean there are other little things like journey is coming into the lineup for uh, Eric Boom, which was surprising to me because not that Journey's not a good player. I mean, from what I remember in BO4, he was like arguably their best player on Heretics. The shocking thing for me is just I know Eric Boom has been talked about for so long mm-hmm. as like a hyped up and coming Spanish player. And like he was supposed to be such a, a good young talent that it's so surprising to see him benched before the season. They must have seen something they really didn't like. Uh, out of him, it's just shocking because, like I said, I don't know a ton. I could be completely wrong, but he seemed with the talk around him to be like the super hype player. So I'm just surprised to see him being benched before we even see him play a match. Yeah, I definitely, you know, they had to see something like you said, but you know, I would at least give it a go, you know, some matches. And then if, after that, not doing well, still bench him. Cause we we already know what, what journey brings to the table. Yeah. And I think Journey's a very good player. So this could be an overall positive roster change. Obviously, they know a lot more about how scrims have been going in, in their camp than we do. So mm-hmm. they obviously made the move for a reason, but I'll be curious to see um, how it pans out. I still would not be shocked if we see Eric Boom play some matches at some point this year, given the talks we've heard about how talented he potentially is. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he just, you know, takes another prison spot if they're struggling throughout yeah. the year. Could be. It could be a situation like that for sure. Uh, especially because we maybe expect them to be not like the worst team in the league, but maybe not like a top, top team. So you could see some some pieces rotating in and out there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, let's talk about this map pool and this, this rule set. So rule set wise, I feel like we don't have as much to talk about because as as we all know for that have been around the competitive scene for a while, the, this rule set will definitely be tweaked a lot before we probably play any matches. Yep. Uh, but there's some good restricted items early right away. Obviously, like the standard stuff, your battle rifles, your marksman rifles, LMGs, shotguns, all those type of things are banned. The only AR, interestingly enough, that is banned is the Holger, which is OP. I have um, gold on all the ARs, and let me tell you, that Holger is OP. I cannot believe the bursts, or at least the DG-58 aren't banned, though. That gun is insane. It's like a one burst every time. I, I use that. That is it's yeah. nuts. <laughs> that gun should be. I mean, I know it's G8, but it should be officially banned in the rule set because I really don't want to have to play that in ranked. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming it'll probably be banned by them though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, then secondary wise, obviously the launcher is banned. Um, a bunch of attachments that you'd expect, like silencers, suppressors, which are always banned. Lasers are banned. Uh, a lot of like ammo, altering damage, thermals, um, stuff like that. One of the surprising things I saw, like under tacticals. Uh, the flash is banned, which I thought was a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. And EMPs, but overall, we don't have to talk too much about the the restrictions for items because they'll change so much by the time we play any matches, probably. Yeah, it'll, it'll you know, like you said, change a lot by the time the matches start. Yeah. Um, and then we got the map pool, so this is exciting. We can finally talk about what our maps will be. So I'll just read them off quick, and we can talk about them. Obviously, we don't know a ton about them yet uh are, other than the fact that the you know the spawns in hardpoint are a bit rough and people are saying control is a bit rough i haven't been able to watch as many scrims or like vod highlights as i'd like so i can't speak as much to a lot of the hardpoint maps but i do know like for example sub base like a lot of the maps end like 170 to 160 mm-hmm. which is a major problem to say the least yeah i would say so <laughs> yeah uh but anyways here are the map pools uh for each game mode, and we'll talk about those quick uh, for hardpoint, we've got invasion, Karachi, Skid Row, Subbase, and Terminal. And for search and destroy, we've got high rise, invasion, Karachi, Terminal, and Skid Row. And then for control, we've got high rise, invasion, and Karachi. So uh, the most notable thing left off here is the top reply from Arcity says is Scrapyard. Um, I'm really sad because Scrapyard is uh, one of my favorite maps in the game, but I kind of understand why it's not in with how fast you move in mm-hmm. this game in comparison to the original mw2 it does make it a very 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 small map yeah it might be a bit too small for competitive unfortunately yeah you know we've had bow cage in competitive so yeah uh, break scrap bread <laughs> yeah i really wish it could be in uh i wonder like i don't think they'll bring in any maps that they left out originally but i wonder like they said off the rip of season one I think like two new 6v6 maps are coming in. Then in the middle of the season, maybe one more. And then we have like Mercado and some other MW2 maps coming in. I wonder if they explore Mercado. It's not my favorite map by any means. I actually hated playing it last year. But I wonder if they explore how the spawns work in this game. And like since it was a hard point in a search and destroy map, maybe do they, if it works, throw it into the map pool. Um, I'm sure pros would be happy with that. I wouldn't be happy because I hated playing search on that map also. <laughs> Yeah, search is rough on that map. Yeah, it's a terrible map, but I wonder if they explore it just because they know that it's technically, I guess, worked in air quotes yeah. for them in the past. Uh, and then maybe those new 6v6 maps are good. You never know if one or both of them are good. I'd like to see it. I hope they don't like add it and take out a map unless there's a really bad map in here. Like I'd love to see it just added for every game mode if possible so we can just have a bigger map pool. The bigger the map pool, it'll always be better. Yeah, definitely agree. 
the one thing I'm looking at from these this map pool is Karachi. I just do not like Karachi as a map at all. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. I'm not a fan either. And also, Invasion is like massive. Invasion is like a lot of like back alleys, places you can yeah. hide. Yeah, it's definitely it's pretty big. It's a big map. Schedule, I think, will actually play pretty good. Mm-hmm. Although the, that middle building can get a little bit chaotic with all those random rooms. Yeah, I think Skid Row can play pretty well. I'm a little sad to see no high rise hardpoint, but I think from what I heard, it plays pretty horribly. Yeah, but I just love high rise. It's one of my favorite maps of all time, so I just would like to see it in any mode. But I have heard it plays pretty horribly. Mm-hmm. But then you got the good old terminal and high rise for search and destroy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I like I like those maps. I'm not as big of a terminal fan as the general COD fan. I feel like it's actually like a map I'm only okay on, but I, I get why it's in here. It's one of the better maps in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. An interesting note on these maps too. The Sledgehammer devs did say in their little like interview stream with Repulse that uh, they could probably work on fixing the hardpoint spawns once the map pool is decided. Uh, well, here's the map pool, so are they going to fix them? We'll see. But it's like a weird quote too. Like, why do they have to wait till the map pool is decided? Are they going to like specifically target those maps to fix it? Why would they not be targeting every map to fix it? Or maybe they're going to like target those ones first. Yeah. I would think just run down the list and fix all the spawns on each map. <laughs> yeah, I would think it would be every map, not just competitive maps. Yeah, so I guess we'll see if they, you know, if they do it all for all maps. Yeah, that stream was so sad overall, though. Like, it they sounded like they like wanted to have um, like classic prestige brought back, and like um, a lot of the things they were talking about that would have been like incredible for the game. They were like. The guy sounded like one of the devs sounded like so sad mm-hmm. when he was like, yeah, we, we were trying to have this. We couldn't get it in time. And like he sounded so sad when he was talking about like classic prestiges and stuff. It was like you could tell they had so many good ideas for this game and they were uh, told by the higher ups. Nope, nope, nope. That's too good of an idea. We can't do that, man. Just it sucks, <laughs> which sucks because I mean, I know the spawns are kind of messed up, but this is the most fun I've had playing pubs on a cod in, in a while. It's a good yeah. game. Overall, maps are pretty good. You know, I love the movement, how fast you can go, and the slot cancel. So, and time to kill feels nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, time to kill. Not like MW two. Yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of positives. Like I don't know that control is ever going to play good in this game. It's just control is a weird forced game mode on us because they made it and catered it to BO four, and it actually worked in BO four. And then since then, it's kind of been forced in every game, and it really hasn't worked that well since. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if Control will ever be good, but Hardpoint, if they can fix the spawns, this game could be a very good competitive game because, you know, just fix the spawns in Hardpoint and we could see a, a solid Hardpoint game. But Search and Destroy seems like it has a ton of potential in this game with the Dead Silence and everything back in the higher TTK. Search and Destroy so far has been playing very, very well. Yeah. I'd love to see that, though. Yeah, it's, it's a good base to start with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing uh, I'll add is that, that I hope they, for ranked play, I hope they bring back... Uh like map voting yeah i wonder if they will i feel like we heard something in the off season but i can't remember what it was about potentially bringing back map voting for that i mean i know we have the pub stuff but yeah i'd be interested if they brought back map voting i think they're i don't know if i had to take a guess i'd say they don't because they'll probably say like oh you're never gonna get control and like control will never be played mm-hmm. because it, everybody will vote for hardpoint and search Yeah. I think would probably be their argument. I wouldn't hate it. Or maybe like, maybe like you just get a random lobby and you get a specific game mode. 
And then you yeah. get a choice between two maps. Like maybe you load into a lobby and it's a control lobby and you get to choose one of two maps or you load into a hard point lobby and you get to choose one of two. That way, like they force people to still play control. You're never voting like search versus hard point or something. Cause I think hard point probably win like every time then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. That's just, just a thought. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad one. I would love it. I would just, I would think for their sake, they want people to be playing every game out. So they would probably, um, They'd probably like make it mode versus or yeah, map versus map in the same mode. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Last thing we got. It sounds weird to say last thing we got because it's only the second thing, but main thing for this episode. It's time time for us to just make ourselves so incredibly wrong. Yeah, um, can't wait. <laughs> and do our predictions. We're going to go ahead and do our predictions for the not the final standings. This isn't where we think teams are going to finish at champs or whatever. This is regular season standings. And you mm-hmm. can call like the way too early since we haven't seen a team play, but we got to make the predictions before they play. And honestly, I haven't been able to watch a ton of scrims, so I'm like blind picking some of these, obviously based on like the slight stuff I've heard and how the roster looks on paper. So I will say most times I don't feel incredibly confident because let's be honest, it's very hard to predict how the standings are going to shake out uh, mm-hmm. for the CDL for the season as a whole, because there are teams that look so great on paper. Like I remember the one that was funny was like everybody on paper was predicting like Seattle surge and MW to be like a top team. Cause they have so many legends and they were like the worst team in the game by far. Yeah. It's very hard to predict. So uh, we'll get into it a little bit as we talk about the teams, but I will say this is the least confident I've been picking these that I can remember. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I felt more shaky last year, but with the way that the roster changes shook out this offseason, it made the four top teams so top heavy on paper and made all the other teams kind of just look like a jumbled mess of the same roster. Mm-hmm. That it makes it like harder to predict because I legitimately think, I mean, there's a world where every team I ranked five through 12, I think could shift in any order. Like if my 11th team finished fifth, I wouldn't be that surprised. And I don't think I could ever say that before. Yeah. Uh, hoping in the first four, right? Rob? After that, you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. You want to, let's, let's go bottom top. I feel like that's more exciting. So, okay. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we have somebody different at every single number because of, like I said, of how impossible it is to predict, but I think we might have the same 12th team. Is it a uh, LAG? Yes. I definitely have that. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we have nothing else the same, but this one I feel like is probably the most likely that we have the same. I mean, technically the roster is not even confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but. last week we were operating under the fact that it was like Gunless and Kremp and Asim and Diamondcon. Now we believe it's Diamondcon, Assault, Estriel, and Fame. Mm-hmm. You want to give your thoughts on this one first? I like the first roster you said better, a lot, a lot better. Yeah, so might, I, might I had a lot of chance. Mm-hmm. This roster is to me just 12th place. <laughs> yeah, it's like, could I see them jump into like a 10th, 11th? Maybe if a couple of these other rosters implode or something, maybe they can get up a spot or two. I mean, what is this roster's win condition? It's that Estriel is like a superstar, right? Yeah. That's like their hope. Because like, I don't actually like hate any of these players. Like I think Diamond Con is a pretty good player. I think Assault also is a pretty good player. But every one of Assault's teams have been towards the bottom 
in his CDL stint. Not a bad player by any means, but just hasn't seen a ton of success in a while. Fame, I actually think, is a player with some talent, and I just don't know much about Estriel. We've heard he has some talent. Obviously, it's why he got a shot, but this team is probably relying on Estriel to just be an absolute stud for them to have any chance to compete for champs. Yeah. So Estriel basically has to play like uh, Black Ops 4 Simp. Yeah. want to make champs. <laughs> so best of luck to him. I, w- I wish nothing but the best for the players. A lot of players I like on this team, actually. It's just tough situation. Um, and also, what they don't have going for them is like org support. We basically heard, oh, shoot, I forget her name. Brenda, I think was her name. Was mm. like basically the only employee currently at LAG, like making all the moves. So I feel horrible for her. That seems like a ton of pressure. Um, oh, yeah. To have to make all these moves herself. But they like basically don't have a coaching staff. They're not going to have whatever they are. They, I think they're going to have that Viaz guy. Yep. as their coach so at least they have somebody i guess now but i don't know that he's gonna have any supporting staff it's just gonna be basically the players and him so they're gonna have a lot less support than other orgs which will make it tough on them uh but best of luck to him we both got him in 12th mm-hmm. yeah all right where do you go for number 11 because i this is where i said i don't know if we're gonna have a, a single other matching team in the standings here but maybe we will who knows where do i go for number 11 i went to the minnesota rocker Interesting. Okay. You give your explanation, then I'll say my team. Uh, you know, just looking at this team, you know, there's some of these players, you know, when it comes down to winning and, you know, getting getting points standings, you know, it might be good online, but, you know, land will be more heavy this year. And I feel like Agassi sometimes struggles, uh, you know, on, on, on land a little bit. Vivid, vivid, streaky. Don't know too much about Linz, but, you know, he's pr- pretty good from a hurt and. We've heard about awakening, you know, sometimes doesn't always play the most correct for the, to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll save my thoughts on Minnesota because I have them coming up obviously later. I don't have them at 11. Uh, but yeah, I definitely fair assessments. Like I said, I don't even know five through 12 besides LAG. So maybe more five through 11. I don't know that I really have a problem with you putting anybody anywhere because I don't feel confident at all where they belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have Miami heretics at 11. And once again, this feels wrong to me because if this team finished like sixth, I wouldn't be shocked. But that's where we're at. Every team feels so weird to me. And I went bold with a couple of predictions. I'll say that. Uh, but I put Miami at 11 just because, I don't know, they're already making roster changes, which to me probably doesn't bode super well for the rest of the year if they're already switching players out. But they go ahead with the the roster of Lucky, Metals, Journey, and Vickle. Um, once again, I think they could be really good. I think that it would be a very good story for the league if they're really good. I just, I throw them at 11 just because I don't know when the roster change early scares me. Um, but like I said, wouldn't be shocked if they, they finished ahead like every team on here. I just went a little bit conservative with them uh, and threw them at 11. Yep. Fair assessment. All right. Yeah. I mean, for these, it's tough. legitimately <laughs> for five through 11, I have no idea. I was just throwing stuff at a dartboard based on the rosters on paper and praying pretty much. Yeah, literally just um, pray and hopefully, you know, come close enough to uh, where this is at the end. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. Where, who do you got at 10? I, we might have the same team here unless you put Miami here. I put the Carolina Royal Ravens. Okay, I have a different team. I'll, I'll, I'll go first this time. We'll switch back and forth. How about that? Okay. I put Vegas at 10. Uh, that roster, obviously, attached Purge, Nero, Standy. 
This is once again just feels criminal in my mind because I think that they could easily be ahead of the teams I have at eight and nine. I could even see them being ahead of the team I have at seven. I'm just, I don't know. I, I thought when I looked at the other teams, I like the pop off potential of some of the players, like the unknown factor mm-hmm. of some of the players I have ahead of these guys. Uh, with this subduo, I like I said, I like this subduo. I've been on record plenty of times saying I like this subduo. I think Nero and Sandy could be really good. Uh, I think Attach could be really good. Purge, I think, is a good X-Factor. I think this is a really good S&D team. But when it comes down to it, I liked the unknown factor of some of the guys that are ahead of them and hoping that they hit the potential to maybe boost them a little bit over Vegas. But shoot, once again, this team could jump up to six, and I wouldn't be surprised, but I just threw them at 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for mine, you know... It's kind of criminal put on ten, you know, Clayster, you know, pretty mm-hmm. big good leader vet for these for these young guns like Gwyn and Real, and got her actually a good Slayer. So, man, yeah. this, this is tough to pick all these teams. You know, I, I just think this is where this team will, will, will sit because I, f- I feel like Gwyn and Real will, will struggle early on, and then that might be don't get any, as many points. You know, sit below, sit low below the ladder. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I can't even like, if there's a, if there's a take that you have here with your standings that I disagree with, I can't even roast because it is just, like I said, this five through 12 is just a jumbled mess mm-hmm. of a lot of the same with maybe a couple teams a little lower and a couple teams a little higher. Uh, and we'll talk about a bold prediction I have at the end. Cause I, I'm curious to think or to hear if you agree with it, but uh, we'll save it till the end. You'll, you'll see why. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't, I don't hate that prediction at all. At number nine, I've got a repeat team from one that you said. I've got the rocker. Who you have at nine? At nine, I have heretics. Okay, so you bump them up. You had rocker at where again? Eleventh. Yeah, so we basically swapped those two. I have heretics at eleven, mm-hmm. and rocker at nine. Um, you can go ahead with your your heretics take. Yeah. Okay. The last time I see this heretics team in, in the league, you know, I brought a lot, a lot of passion. You know, I expect mm-hmm. more passion this time around. This it's the CDL. You know, yeah, they got some good players on this team. You know, look, Vickle, Metals, Lucky, Journey. You know, mm-hmm. I'll bet, I'll bet on these guys. You know, I hope they shock, shock me. You know, get better than what I have at ninth right now. Yeah, they're they're an interesting team. They're definitely like a, a big X factor. Uh, because once again, they're the team that we've seen with the least players active in the CDL. The only player that's really played in the CDL for this team is Vickle. Um, we saw a little bit of medals in MW19, uh, but obviously I haven't seen them in quite some time. And I don't know. I, I definitely think they could be good. I hope for the league's sake that your prediction is more accurate than mine for them, because I would much rather see them fighting for a champ spot. Uh, mm-hmm. Then towards the bottom where I had them, I'd much rather see them fighting for a champ spot. So I absolutely hope that you're right with that one. Yeah. Uh, and they bring a lot of fans over. Yeah. So I absolutely hope you're right with that one. Uh, and then at nine, I have the rocker, like I said, accuracy, awakening, vivid and lens. The reason I go with them ahead of uh, Vegas, which is where I was battling is I just think it's the X factor of lens. Um, we know that he's supposed to be an incredible player from challengers. And I think I, I, I don't know. I like the slaying upside of this team a little bit more. Like I think the, the Legion could be very good in search and destroy. Uh, but I think vivid. And if lens is the superstar that we think he can be, I think vivid and lens can easily match the slaying of Standy and Nero. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then I think Awakening is the best AR Slayer among all these. And you could say accuracy might bring that down. And that's true. But I don't know. This team has like a surge light feel to it, uh, like a diet surge, like we talked about before. Yep. Yep. Um, accuracy stays the same. You've got a Slayer at the flex and Awakening compare him to Sib. Uh, and then you've got your kind of up and down pop off, but really going to struggle sometimes inconsistent sub in vivid kind of compare them to Mac. And then obviously lens to Pred is the the big long shot. We have no idea if lens is going to be anywhere near the level of Pred because obviously that's a MVP type player, but they're hoping lens on this roster can be like the Pred type player. Once again, mm-hmm. not at all saying lens is Pred. Uh, he has to prove a lot before we put him anywhere close to that level, but that's what they're hoping for is for him to be the superstar Slayer SMG. So I don't know. I just see the the vision that if Linz can pick up the slaying big time in the sub role, this team has potential to be really good in accuracy, just moving in place and keeping the troops in order. So like I like the potential of this team. That's, I guess, why I threw them at nine, because I think their respawn potential is higher than the three teams below them. Okay. All right, now we're into the playoffs here, or I guess the champs qualifiers, Brock. We're at eight. Curious to see who you have here because I feel like I went very bold for number eight. I think like my six and seven, I feel like are pretty going to be pretty standard for predictions. I think my eight is bold and I think my five is really bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, at eight, I have the Carolina Royal Ravens. I think they're going to sneak into champs. Okay. For my eight, I had the Vegas Legion. Okay. They I don't hate a, it. They make it champs. Yeah, first they, time. First time because you know, you know what they have they got the Iceman hmm. Dylan Price attached. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate it. And I, and, I, and I do like the sub duo standing. You know, usually both of them aren't gonna be dropping like double negs together. No, so I do like that. And Purge, you know, S and more S and D. I just hope he can pick up the, pick up the slaying and slay with the best flexes in the game. Yeah, I, I mean. I think Purge and Nero are the X factors for this team. I feel like Standy is going to give you pretty consistent mm-hmm. numbers and respawn and search and everything. And I think Attach is going to give you the same. And I think they're going to be really good at search. It's just can Nero be consistent enough in respawns to to help Standy keep up with these sub duos, and can Purge be a consistent player in respawns? Yeah, that's why I do. I don't hate your pick of eight because this team's going to win search and destroy matches. They're going to. I'd be shocked if they're not a top three S and D team. Mm-hmm. Just can they win respawn? Yeah. Basically, last year, how they always went searching on shaky respawn. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And then for me, number eight, Carolina Royal Ravens, obviously very bold. I like Clayster on the team. I know you had them lower, but I like Clay on the team. And this team kind of gives me that feel of the accuracy teams of recent years, except I trust Clay more in the slaying department over accuracy. But I think Clay's going to bring good leadership. I think God RX is a very underrated pickup. He was the Challengers Champs MVP. He was the best player at the Challengers Champs last year and arguably had like the best Challengers event of all time. He was frying at Champs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can bring a lot of slaying. I have concerns over how slow those two might be together, but you never know. Um, Clay can obviously pick up the pace. God RX can pick up the pace. So I, I think they're going to work out together. That's like my one concern is will those two mesh because God RX in the past has sometimes been known to be a little bit slower, but uh, that was a while ago. I admittedly haven't seen a lot of his challengers gameplay besides when we were watching him a little bit at champs last year. Yeah. Um, but I think this team has a lot of slaying potential. And once again, why I went with them at eight and went a little bold is because the unknown factor, I like the SMG duo. Could they be horrible? Sure. But I like, we've heard for a while now that real is really talented. 
And we've heard that Gwyn is extremely talented. And I like that him and God RX are kept together. They were teammates to win that Challengers Champs last year. So they have a little bit of chemistry there. They were the best AR and the best sub basically in the venue at Challengers Champs. So I like that they keep them together. I just think that this sub duo has a lot of potential. Gwyn and Real too, just untapped potentials. We've seen Clay do it before with young SMG duos and young players. Um, so I'm just going to go screw it. Clayster and a bunch of young guys on the upside. Just just give me that all day. And I also want it to happen. So I'm just praying that they, they get eighth and make champs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to take. All right. Moving on to seven. Uh, we do have a lot of the same teams. Let's, I, actually, have we... I think we've listed the same five teams already, haven't we? Just in different orders. Carolina, Minnesota, Vegas, Miami, and LAG. Uh, yes. So we do have the same top seven teams, at least. We'll see about order. I think I think you're going to have a different number seven than me, but who you got there? I mean, I, I just flipped them too. Like right now? Yeah, right now. I was, thinking, I was just looking at the, oh man. I put the Seattle Surge at seven. Okay, yeah, we do have a different one. I have LA Thieves here. Okay, yeah. I put Seattle Surge. I had him at six. I switched him to seven. You know, some of these... Ah, I'm going to bet on RCDs again, but you know, that's how, how it worked last year. Yeah, your boy yeah, RCDs. But this time, he got, he got some good teammates. He's got good Illy, Hook, S&D players, and, you know, Abuza, you know, the main AR switching to a, a sub. Yeah. Very creative, but, you know, hopefully, you know, it comes a little simp on the sub i'm excited to see this team yeah i'm very excited to watch them as well they're one of my teams that i have circled that i'm most excited to see how they look early i'll i'll talk a little bit more about them when i get to their spot for me i put lat at seven this team is scary for me to put at seven because i could see a world where this team really struggles and and falls out of champs but I'm going to go with the fact that I think Ghosty is going to take a big step up. I think he was really good last year, but was held back by having to do a lot in the communication department and just like gap filling. I think he's going to be more of a free role this year. And I think we could see Ghosty step up uh, and be an even better player than he was last year. Uh, I'm going to stop mentioning Cold War Cami as much as I can. We are once again uh, about four years removed, yep. three, four years removed from Cold War. But I do think Cami could bring you consistency on an AR, I, and I think he can have pop-off games, so if we can at least see some of that consistency from him, I think he could be a decent player for them. Um, and then, you and I both have been on record. We're Joe Deceives fans. Yep. I think are. he's a very good player with a lot of talent, and I've always been on record also. I know a lot of people say he makes the wrong play, but talent-wise, mechanical skill-wise, Afro is a very good player. Yep. I think the sub-duo has talent. I think they have a really good coaching staff, and I think the AR duo has talent, and I think that they're going to be consistent. I think they're going to be consistently competitive enough that these other teams below them are going to fluctuate and have bad events, good events. I think LA Thieves is going to be able to be consistently finding themselves in top eight, top six, maybe a top four, that they'll just accrue enough points to keep themselves just over over the edge and get a seventh place. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think they'll find themselves as one of the more consistent teams among the rest that's not the top, top teams. I agree. All right, who you got at six? I'm... <sighs> Do you have LA Thieves at six? Uh, no. Okay, so then we have this. I think we have to have the same six team. Then do you have Boston here? I have Boston. Yeah, I have six. Boston at six as well. Boston at six for me is. It was tough not to put him fifth. That's kind of almost like a scratch. Mm-hmm. If you like, but I went bold to put him at six. New roster, new B. 
Encapsidal, you know. I, I, I like the sub duo. You know, Talented, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be fast. Slasher, you know, he's pretty, pretty stable AR and pretty still one of the better fluxes in the league. So I like this team. I just, I wanted a puck fifth, but I just didn't in the end. Yeah. There's just like something about like the more I stare at this team, this is this sounds so stupid, but the more I stare at this team, the more I'm kind of like, yeah, they're good, but like, do I trust them fully? Like, Priest is obviously like basically the most winningest player in the CDL era, uh, wins an event, you know, a majority of the years, but also his teams at times have had really down moments. Same with Slasher. Mm-hmm. A lot in the CDL era, his teams have had down moments. And as much as I love the talent of Capsule and Snoopy, once again, there's a question mark. Is their upside high? Absolutely. Just like I talked about Gwyn and Real, Vivid and Linz, Joe Deceives and Afro. Like these sub duos have very high ceilings, but also like there's a lot of question marks because we've seen Capsule for a little while in the CDL, but then we've barely seen Snoopy. I liked what I saw from both of them, but there's still a question there. However, mm-hmm. I do think once again, this team compared to the rest of the teams I have below them, their like floor is going to settle out a little higher than the rest of them. They're going to be a little bit more consistent and be able to beat the bottom teams a little bit more consistently. So I had them falling at six. All right. I like it. Then I am assuming that means you have LAT five, unless you switched up the top four. Nope. I put LAT fifth, you know, kind of, kind of of bold. I feel like, (laughs) yeah. And I have Seattle surge at five. This is the, I feel like one of my other bold spots. Mm -hmm. I just really, I really, you know, we're like the 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 sub duo of Afro and so Joe season. I feel like the coaching staff they have there will fix the problems that they currently have or have had in the past with other teams. Yeah, and Cammy, you know, he's not cold war Cammy anymore. He's like you know a little worse than that, but you know, yeah. still, still solid and you know ghosty like you said, doing all the dirty work last year. This this year, you know, maybe not so much dirty work. You know, focus on. Gunning more and slaying more. Yeah, this. I feel like you and I kind of have to be stands of this team this year. I feel like we do. I because I feel like we're like few in the community. Like when this, I think people are starting to turn to our side and like you know this roster could be pretty good. Like they could be maybe a top six, top seven team, make the champs. Like be be a solid team. Like it's always going to stick to top six and maybe makes a run at a couple top fours or something. uh, Maybe a couple Sundays. Like when this team first came out, like people were cooking it, and you and I were both kind of like, I don't know, I like this team. And like the sub duo was getting cooked. People are like, Afro doesn't know what he's doing, he sucks. Joe deceives me, he was on LAG last year. Why are you picking him up? I feel like we were the only people, uh, or not the only people, but the the in the minority, like early on, talking about like, we like this sub duo, we like this team. So I think we kind of have to be stands for this team. and and cheer for them to do well because we've been on all offseason that we think this sub duo is going to be good. So, yeah, uh, I really hope they are to prove us right. And I'll watch they'll be like 12th and just be horrible and make a <laughs> roster change right away. But you and I have been on this team all offseason in agreement that we we like it a lot more than the average fan. Mm-hmm. Go to Steve. So, you know, I just think he's so underrated because he's on the LAG last oh. year. He's dropping numbers and he, you know, he's done everything he could. And I, I feel like he, he plays really aggressive and he plays a good role. And I, I really think him and Afro could play a really, really in-your-face aggressive style. Mm-hmm. And I also think Ghosty and Cammy, like those two, will they'll, they'll crank up the speed if they have to. And I think they could play aggressive. Like I just think this team could get like early on, could get out to a, a good start that could help them in the standings. Because like I think they're going to play fast and aggressive and respawn. And that could catch some teams off guard early in the year as usually teams are a little bit slower and then kind of start to speed it up as the year goes mm-hmm. on. 
They could kind of like do what uh, NYSL did last year. Yeah, first event, win, making, win it all. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about them. And it's making me want to switch it. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna officially switch my prediction. Boston seven, LAT six. Screw it. All right. Watch that'll end my perfect brackets or my perfect <laughs> prediction somehow. Won't that be something? <laughs> yeah. The spoiler is I'm not going to be anywhere close to perfect on these. These are like impossible. You always go back and you have one team in your bottom three that ends up finishing like top six, and one team in your top four that ends up finishing bottom four. It always happens. Yep. Um. Anyways, I have surge at five after that tangent. I know it's probably pretty bold. I'm. I'm going to go off the simple fact that I think Abuza is supremely talented. He was pretty much widely regarded as the best challengers player last year. And I'm going to say that uh, when you're that talented and that good at Call of Duty, you can transfer to any role, especially when you're early on in your career. I'm going to say the kid is going to be gross with an SMG in his hand. Uh, and then I like the rest of the roster. If he is gross with an SMG, it makes complete sense. RCD's, despite what people may think about him from last year, he's a very good main AR. Illy, I mean... I've also been on record. Illy is one of my favorite players in the entire league. I'm always going to, you know, ride for Illy and kind of be biased uh, towards him. I love Illy. Everybody knows that. Probably one of my five favorite players in the league. And this team's got potential in S&D. Obviously, RCC has been on some good S&D teams. Illy and Hook, excellent S&D players. And I think if Abuza is as good with the sub in his hand as he was with an AR, him and Hook could be a deadly duo. And I don't think Illy and RCC are going to have any problem filling in the gaps with them in respawn. Could be a good search team. I just really like this team's potential. It's a lot of good players, and if Abuza is as good as we think he is, uh, I think that'll translate to his subs. That's why I threw him in fifth, because of the mm-hmm. rest of these teams, I think if all of these 5 through 12 teams that we put hit their ceilings, I think this team has the highest ceiling. Okay. I like it. Uh, now, once again, if this team finishes 11th, I'm going to be like, yeah, I could have seen that coming. But they just have the, the names in the roster just seem too good to, to not have them at least at champs, right? Yeah, literally. That's why I feel like it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, so I guess we don't know the order, but we have the same top four teams in whatever order. So what I'll say is I would almost put a stamp and a guarantee on this that these four teams that we have as the top four will not be the top four in the standings. Someone's going to (laughs) fall. Because we say it every year for champs. We say it every year for every tournament. Whoever you think the top four teams are going into any given tournament or any champs, they will never be the top four teams on Sunday, like the, the last four teams remaining. It never happens. And since I've been watching Call of Duty since Black Ops 2 basically on, whoever you think are the top four teams going into an event almost never actually finish top four. It rarely happens. Mm, yeah. Granted, now this is over the regular season and these rosters do seem to have the best chance. There's a probably a, a pretty good chance that one of these teams falls to like fifth at the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll agree. I'm curious to see where you go, though, because I I think we're going to have the same number one, but I think the rest of the order could be jumbled up. So who you got a four? Who I have a four is the good old New York subliners. Okay, we might be the same then. I have New York at four as well. I have New York as four. You know, they got more slam powder over, overall, but, you know, I just like what Priest did for this team was a lot of unnoticed stuff that goes on throughout the map. And his oh, comments were pretty agreed. good. I heavily agree with you there. <laughs> but once again, this is a damn good roster. It's, it's not, but still good. It's still really good. <laughs> Don't get that wrong. I mean, these four teams, though, you could damn near put them in any order, except I don't think you can. I think number one's clear and we'll get there. But NYSL, Sky, Sib, Hydra, Kismet. I mean, on paper, the roster is disgusting. On paper, you could argue it got better from last year because, like, 
one for one individual talent wise. I think Sib is a better player than Priesta. However, individual talent, mechanical skill is not the only measurement mm-hmm. of what makes a player good. Priesta brought a lot more to the table in terms of just selflessness, um, leading assist guy champs. We always talk about it. Um, just selflessness, good communication, veteran leadership of him, you know, kind of being the only player on his team that had champs finals experience and talking to them a little bit about that um, mm-hmm. going into that match and how much that helped his team kind of calm down their nerves and just play to their ability. Uh, I got them at four as well, but am I shocked if this team finishes higher? No, um, I could see this team maybe being the team that drops to like five if they have early season chemistry issues or something, but this team's excellent. I expect them to be. I expect us to be rolling into champs and viewing this team as a team that could win it all again. Yep. Agreed. Who you got at three? I, I'm going to, I think we're going to have the same standings in the top four, but I'm I'm curious who you have at three. Three. I have the Toronto ultra. Oh no, we're different then. I have optic at three. Okay. Yes. I have the ultra at three, you know, played second last year in champs, you know, had a, had a really good season. Overall, you know, picked up a, a better player, yep. more slay heavy, and does the dirty work. So, you know, I'm expecting this team to be top three or, or better. Yeah, one for one, pound for pound, they probably made the best overall roster change mm-hmm. Yeah, of the offseason. Biggest individual upgrade. Uh, I'll talk about them in a second when I get to them. I, I put Optic at three, um, simply because, uh, and spoiler, my, my number two is Toronto. I'm assuming Optic's your two, or are they your one? Uh, they are my two. Okay, so we just flip flop these two. So the reason for me why I put Toronto at two instead of Optic is I just think consistency is going to be the key here. We've seen mm-hmm. Optic have high highs and low lows. I think Toronto with this team, I just think that they're just like they're so clean on paper. Like Insight, the stereotypical main AR is just going to do everything right for you. Hold your head glitch, hold your spawn, rotate for you, just do everything clean like that. Scrappy is just going to slay and be your MVP. Kleenex, uh, Kleenex is going to be super aggressive for you. Um, going to be up and down, but he's going to have some moments where he just takes over. And Envoy, route man, dirty work, going to improve them in S&D. Uh, th- they're just so good. They fit so well together on paper. I just think consistency-wise, uh, I could see Optic having low lows where they just bottom out randomly and have a lower finish. I just think Toronto is just going to be on every Sunday. They're going to be there. It's just a little bit more consistent overall. Mm-hmm. So I put them two ahead of Optic. I think Optic might have the higher ceiling. Just think Toronto overall throughout the year is going to be much more steady. So I think overall it's going to lead to more points and why I put them at two over Optic. Yeah. So, yeah, my second is, of course, Optic. You know, Dashy, Kenny, Pred, and Shotzi. You know, really, really loving this team, you know, that picked up one of of my favorite players, good old Kenny. (laughs) Yeah, same, my favorite player. Good comms, you know, Octane, you know, Gives him his flowers a lot. Says how good he is of a teammate he is and stuff. Hold players accountable, which you know you love to see. Seems Maybe to be a struggle in optic a lot. Yeah, this optic team kind of needs that. Mm-hmm. So you know, excited to see this team. I feel like they'll finish top two or, or you know, maybe three. But you know, outside of that, top three at least. Five and that two. Yeah, it's this team on paper. Uh, when you're comparing them to Toronto, I do think their ceiling is higher because one for one, just player wise. Dashy, obviously, probably mechanical skill wise, apart from maybe Selium is like the top talent. It's him and Selium for just pure mechanical skill wise as the main ARs. Yep. Uh, Kenny, I mean, comparing him, if we're comparing him straight to Ultra, uh, uh, Scrappy, obviously, 
you know, individual talent wise, we're taking scrappy over Kenny, but Kenny is no slouch. Um, Pred obviously maybe the highest ceiling for an SMG in the entire league, apart from like Simp and Abizi. Yep. Uh, and Shotzi, uh, once again, right up there is one of the highest ceiling SMGs in the league, along with Simp, Abizi, Pred, those guys. So uh, you look at these players and they all, besides maybe Kenny, but once again, he's a, he's a good glue guy and also is very nasty uh, in his own right. But Pred, Shotzi, Dashi, three of the highest ceiling players. So if they all click at the right time, I think they're, their ceiling might be higher than Toronto, as I mentioned, but uh, they're yeah. an incredible team on paper. Just can they mesh? I, I think Toronto will be a little bit quicker to mesh as well. It just will be a little more consistent, but I'm not going to argue with your take of putting Optic at two. I think it's very fair. Yeah. Uh, that leaves us with number one, Brock. Uh, and I will refuse to basically ever take them off number one while they have this trio. Mm-hmm. And that is Atlanta phase. They are number one for me. They have never not been number one. And I will probably never predict them to not be number one as long as they have Selium, Simp, and Abizi and continue to finish first because every year they have had this trio and every year they have finished as the number one seed. Yep. Not much else to say, really. You know, got the good old trio and I love their pick of, of Drowsa. It just fits the Atlanta phase, like, away. It's in, the, in a way. It's like the and- villain. <laughs> yeah, and Selium seems to fit more as a main AR. He seems to for the last couple of years. Like it should have been his role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Draza is, you know, like a real true flex. So the roster seems to make more sense than it ever has. Uh, Draza is a nasty, nasty, nasty player. Very good at S and D. Uh, and this team was already good at every game mode. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think they lose nothing in respawn, if not gain something in respawn. And I think they somehow get even better at S and D. Like people like to just forget because. Uh, he hasn't had maybe as good of years in S and D and stuff as of recently, but Simp is one of the greatest search and destroy players of all time. Yep. Uh, and guess what? Everybody knows this, but Abizi is also because his first blood rate is always just stupid. How good it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Draza, known as one of the best S and D shot callers and players, and Selim also no slouch because what is Selim's biggest strength? Staying alive. That's very important. S and D. Yep. Snake eye on the heady will not die. <laughs> I just. I mean, is this is this your assessment of this team too? They just, to me, will probably be the most consistent team. Like, I think I think they're going to make every single Sunday at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I guess bold prediction. We probably will do a week of those. Maybe next week, bold predictions for the year. But a bold prediction, I guess. I don't even consider this bold. Is I think they'll be top three at every event. Yeah, I and I think they'll win maybe two of the four events. Yeah, I don't see this team outside top four, top three, like. Uh, I don't really see a world where I think NYSL has like a small world where they're not as good. And I don't really see a world where ultra or optic fail, but I see like zero world where phase fail. Like I think there's a 1% chance optic and Toronto aren't as good as we think, but I, I don't even think there's a world where phase isn't as good as we think they are. Yeah. I like this roster a lot. Yeah. It's just, I mean, these three have never shown us that they're ever going to be like struggling. Like they almost never struggle. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know why I would believe that these three picking up draws are all of a sudden going to just struggle. And apparently in early scrims, they've looked incredible. Yeah. And like if, you know, like Simp, Simp last year struggled a little bit, but you know, they're still getting top winning top two, top threes. So it'd be scary. I also think there's like a, it sounds weird to say, but there's like a fear factor with this team in a way. Like they've been dominant for so long. And it's like every time you go up against them, like subconsciously people might be just be like thinking like, you know, this is a tough match. Like going into it, they have like that dominant factor that some of the other great teams like Optic Dynasty or Complexity Dynasty have had in the past where it's just like 
every time you know like you go up against them like you go into it thinking like well you got to bring your a game or it's going to be tough because they're just such a good team yeah mm-hmm. agreed all right so then quick you want to just run through what we both said our standings are and then we'll wrap it up yep um all right so number one i've got phase then toronto then optic nysl surge boston lat the carolina royal ravens minnesota rocker vegas legion miami heretics and lag yep i have atlanta phase texas optic texas the toronto ultra nysl los angeles thieves boston breach seattle surge vegas legion heretics miami heretics i just say the Carolina Royal Ravens, Minnesota Rocker, and the round out 12th place is LAG. Yeah. I mean, overall, our standings ended up being somewhat similar. Like, for the most part, the teams that we had, we had them within like one spot of each other. There were a couple where we were like two away, but our top four ended up being the same. Our bottom was the same. And then, like I said, I didn't expect our middle to be the same at all because you can make a legitimate, besides, for everybody besides maybe LAG, you can make a legitimate argument that like, surge could be 11 somehow if you really think that the roles are going to suck i don't think they can be but like five through 11 i really think you can make an argument that any of them could go anywhere and you wouldn't be called like completely crazy Mm -hmm. yeah so a weird year to predict for sure yep you know excited to see how these teams you know round out later i'm very excited as well uh that's gonna do it for this one though uh next week we might you know, because next week I'm, I'm looking at the calendar here. Uh, you know, next week is our wow, Brock. Next week is our last week without making predictions. Really? Then, you... then December fourth, that next Monday is the first week of matches on the eighth. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. we'll start making our predictions for the matches. So yeah, I guess next week we'll, unless something changes, next week will probably be bowl predictions for the season. Yep. Next week will be our bowl predictions episode that we seem to do. Uh, every year around the start of the year this year is kind of nice because um we'll be like right in front of the season so we'll know obviously hopefully that the rosters aren't going to change or anything uh we can make some bull predictions that'll probably be next week but that's gonna do it for this one if you guys enjoyed be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe if you're on the audio platforms drop that follow drop that five star review drop a comment down below with your standings i want to see how much you differ i'm curious to see if any of you are willing to put a different team into your top four i certainly think it could happen um and I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys think for your standing. So anybody that listens to this podcast and got to this point, drop your standings down below. We'll know that you're a real one. Then if you do, we appreciate all the support as always. And we will see you guys next week with bold predictions and our last episode before the season kicks off. Thank you guys for watching.